Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the jazz queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. With the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the jazz queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. The Jazz Queen. It is Saturday, September 14th, 2019. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com. Click on Listen Live under Jay White's picture. That will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. We welcome your phone calls with questions and our comments for Mr. White. I want to welcome to the chat room Joshin, who lives in Germany. Welcome, Joshin. Always good to see you. Today, saxophonist Jay White returns with a brand new record called Fearless. The debut single, Driven, has garnered him a spot on Billboard's Top 20 for the very first time. Congratulations, Jay White, and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Appreciate it. So Driven has really gotten some attention. It has, yes. I'm fortunate. You know, like you said, it was the first time I, I cracked billboards the entire time I've been having a, um, a professional career. So um, that was one of my goals, and I finally finally did that, um, hit the top 20. So that was awesome. Oh, yes, yes. So let's just hope that that continues to rise and you reach the number right. one spot. Yes, definitely. Sure. All right. So as I said, this new CD is called Fearless. It is an eight-song EP, and um, kind of give us some uh, a background on on the title of this CD. So yeah, Fearless is actually something I came up with. Uh, actually, started a couple years ago, uh, probably 2017. Uh, had a, a lot of tracks I've been working on, and uh, from that time, it's been kind of a long process with, with getting things done and kind of working with different people, but. Uh, nonetheless, I would say that just like with any other artist, I'm sure they can relate to this, uh, to the stories. Basically, you know, you know, what we do is, is extremely difficult. You know I mean? There's a lot of ups and there's a lot of downs. There's a lot of doors, you know, closing your face and a lot of ignored emails, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I love to play my horn. I love to perform. I love music. You know, it's something I've been doing since I was 15. And, you know, honestly, I got discouraged probably a couple of years ago, it was, you know, I, wasn't necessarily going to quit, but it was just one of those things where you, you do question, you're like, what am I doing? It seems like I, I, I want to be here, but I'm here. And uh, I would see other people kind of like, you know, other you know people in the industry, whatever, you know, having the same complaints and people would get public with it. But I just kind of decided a couple of years ago, you know what, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to make any excuses. I, you know, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot worse things in life. I'm just gonna put my head down and keep working. I'm gonna be fearless about it. Like I know I know the uh, the goal is could be looked at as like a huge insurmountable task, but I'm like I'm just gonna be fearless about it. And I'm like you know what I'm gonna name my album Fearless, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna do this thing one way or the other. So that's where I'm at with it. So now are you wearing many hats? Are you your own manager, booking agent, PR person, mm-hmm. all of that? I am. Yeah, I mean, I've had over the you know course of a couple of years, I've had a couple of. Uh, that's another thing, you know. what I mean, and not to be not to be cynical, but you know how the industry is. You a couple of bad deals you get involved with, and uh, mm-hmm. and having to having to get out of things and all that kind of stuff. So, but as it stands right now, I'm definitely independent. I'm definitely um, wearing. And I do have 
Um, there are some integral people um, that are in the, you know, the contemporary jazz industry that are helping with my career. You know, I do have, you know, uh, people that step in and help booking. I have a, uh, you know, I had a Pete Rick Scott did my PR uh, press release and everything for the album. Um, and I have uh, a couple of promoters like jazz and, you know, pretty, jazz, pretty much jazz enthusiasts that are uh, making moves that are kind of like on my behalf as well. So they're not necessarily somebody I'm signed to, but they're, they're invested in my career. Um, one of my good friends, uh, executive producer on the record, actually, is Jerome Marshall. Um, you'll probably be seeing a lot of his stuff, name on a lot of my stuff, but he, he single-handedly has really, really invested in this project and invested in my career as a whole. Well, you know, you're not the only artist that has been on this show and told us the same thing about being discouraged. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much with the industry per se, but just mm-hmm. not being able to get out there and get the exposure that they, you know, right. truly deserve. And uh, making the phone right. call, not getting re- uh, responses back, not getting responses back to the right. email. You're not the only one. So I truly, I understand. <laughs> Yeah, I understand that. Right, you know, right. And I, and I like to—I don't like to sound like you said, like it's just like, what was me type situation. But like you just said, a lot of people um, can relate to that, even if it's not yeah. music. It could be, you know, you could be a regular job, and you know you're qualified. You know, you put the work in, and then you, you're like, why am I not getting any interviews? You know, so it's that type of thing. So like it's mm-hmm. one of the things where you know you're putting in the work, and you feel like, yeah, I deserve at least—I I deserve at least to hear no, <laughs> as opposed to not hearing anything. So. A lot of times, you know, I got a lot of yeses and some great opportunities. So, obviously, you know, being a musician, we want to, we want that to be consistent as much as possible. Exactly, exactly. Now, on your Facebook page, you were starting to list the artists that have contributed to uh, Fearless, and you had started with Gail Johnson. So let's start with her yeah. and her contribution. Yeah, Gail is like my big sister. I um, met Gail a few years ago at a, actually a show we did in San Diego was her, um, David B. Stevens and me on sax. And that was my first time playing with her and play some of her music. And, uh, we, we hit it off. You know, I, I told her, I was like, I would love to work with you. And, um, she, obviously she produces and writes music, uh, for a lot of artists. And, you know, she, she just like started sending me, um, songs, ideas that she had that she felt like would fit my style. And she really took an interest in what I was doing and like, just really, really encouraging. And, you know, uplifting and just kind of sewing into my career, you know, like I said, taking on like a little brother or whatever. And um, so she produced, co-produced and co-wrote, you know, three tracks on the, on the album um, called Mr. New Groove is one. The other one uh, is called Mor- Morning Rain. And the other one is, uh, what's the other one? Jeez, I'm, I'm going, I'm going blank here. Morning Rain, Mr. New Groove. Uh, 90s kind uh, of blood. Uh, 90s kind of love exactly yeah there you go you get get me straight <laughs> uh so yeah and, and and i like i like Gail. she uh she has a she's got a modern feel she can even get classic with it as far as her production style obviously she's like a virtuoso uh piano a pianist and um you know it was just it was a pleasure she we actually were in a studio together in la um she set that up for me and it was at talented studios with mike partlett and uh yeah so we we were able to really get collab like in person like all of this stuff wasn't just well, she sends me music and I do it and send it back. Like we were literally in the studio and collabing and hey, you, we should do this right here and that's great or cut this this type of stuff. So yeah, she Gail Johnson is the she's she's awesome. Oh okay yeah that's all. I, and I like it. I love that when you guys are in studio recording your music as opposed to mm-hmm. programming and you know because it just has a different right. feel for, to it. 
so I yeah, like that. Definitely. Yeah, I like to hear that. Yeah, it's more of a live feel. Yeah, definitely. So tell us about the rest of the artists on the CD. Uh, so many. Um, <laughs> it's just an honor to, like I said, work with some some awesome musicians and uh, producers this time. And I think that's what the quality is there. You know, I'm very pleased with the production on this record. Um, so like Nathaniel Kearney played bass on, uh, well, first of all, let me go back to the, the first song, Valley of the Sun. One of my favorite tunes on the record, um, it was actually co-wrote, produced, given to me by Eric Valentine. Uh, he's a drummer. He plays with uh, some of everybody, producers for some of everybody. Uh, he gave me that track. Uh, and so like, you know, we co-wrote, co-produced it. Then he got Nathaniel Kearney, um, to lay the bass down on there, you know, Nathaniel plays with Dave Cos, he plays with, you name it, he plays with uh, Summer Horns, um, and so they, that track has just been, they laid it just, the groove is just perfect. Um, so yeah, that's me, Eric Valentine, Nathaniel Kearney on that. Um, the second tune, Soiree, also one of my favorite tunes, Matt Godina um, produced that one, and um, he's, of course, I'm not sure if you heard of Matt, but he's He's produced tons of top ten Billboard uh, songs with a lot of artists like you know Phil Denny, I know Van Der Landrew, the list goes on. So he uh, he's got some great stuff. And I, I I met Matt and he told me he's been you know he's checking me out and watching me for a while. And he had you know he had a tune that he he felt like was perfect for my style of play. And when I heard it, instantly you know I loved it. As soon as the first like three seconds, I knew it was like definitely he was correct. It was definitely something that fits you know my style of play. Um, so that's just me and him on that record. Um, he played guitars, you know, keys, and of course all the saxophones is me. And Fearless, I got to work with David P. Stevens, um, good friend of mine, awesome guitar player. He, he tours all over the place and works with a lot of artists. And so uh, David, I met him on a few shows. We played together in Atlanta at uh, St. James Live in California a few times. And um, he just he he wanted to just bless me with the tracks again. And just people just you know showing love and just building those relationships and that rapport and um you know he he just you know he wanted to work with me and he had an awesome track and it ended, ended up being you know the title track of the album you know fearless and i felt like that song totally fit you know the vibe and the feel for what i was going for you know it has like an anthem type feel to it and uh and so yeah it was the title track with me and david P. stevens on that one um where i'm at now the gail johnson stuff uh was after that i believe right um, yeah. Yes. So, uh, and there's uh, Daryl Williams. Oh yeah, Daryl Williams played bass on um, on the record with me and Gail. Nine is kind of love, and Dale, not Daryl, is a very good friend as well. I've been I've been knowing Daryl for you know about at least six seven years. Uh, you know he's uh, obviously awesome, excellent you know bassist. He's he's had a great career, solo career himself going right now. He's all over the Billboard charts. You know touring everywhere with other artists and things like that. So. You know, um, he's a person that definitely is on the album playing bass, and um, he killed it. You know, it's like he's just fortunate to have uh, so many people that are out there, you know, doing it for real and, you know, kind of jumping on and and helping out the music. So I'm trying to figure out who else am I. Nick Nick Colignon's on the album. Obviously, can't can't forget him. Um, he's <laughs> clearly everybody knows who who Nick is. He's uh, on guitar on the song Just Ride, which is Just Ride is actually a song I wrote in its entirety. Um, I actually played the keys on that. Um, I came up with the whole concept of that song, and Nathan Mitchell actually um, co-produced that one as well. So mm-hmm. that that's one of my babies right there. You know, I, I started writing, you know, just write a few years ago, and um, like I said, I wrote the entire song. And I got with Nathan Mitchell, and he uh, he put his he put his magic on it. 
um, obviously, and then Nick Colion killing the guitar. So just two awesome musicians that have attached to the record. It's just it speaks for it speaks for itself. You know what I mean? Um, right. And then um, obviously, Driven is a uh, one of the you know, one of my favorite tunes as well. It, it obviously is the first the song that allowed me to make the Billboard charts. You know, I got up to eighteen, top twenty. Um, it's got on um, watercolors is playing it. Um, everybody's hearing it all over the country. You know, it's the first time I'm like finally, you know, I'm going playing places and, you know, you ask people if they heard the music and they're actually saying, yeah, they, I've heard it. I hear you all the time and I love the song and it's just it's really refreshing as a as an artist to, you know, go places and people actually know you <laughs> know your music all over the place and and so yeah, that song is being played everywhere basically and I work with um, Jeff Kennedy. He's out of Detroit actually. Jeff actually, uh, you know, co-wrote and co-produced that tune. Um, great track. Um, he's a he's actually a drummer himself, so that's him on drums and also production. Um, Jeff Kennedy, young guy, he's in his 30s as well, like me, and he's uh, he's on his way because I think he's worked with Willie Bradley and some other people. But he's uh, yeah, he's he's doing a great job. So that's, now, I think that's that's it. Go ahead. Sorry. I, no, I because I have the names. Um, Highlighted here, so I think that's it. I was going. Okay, oh, I was going to ask you: Has <laughs> Driven made it to watercolors yet? Yeah, it has. Yeah, I was also saying that right. uh, uh, it got picked up on watercolors. Actually, the first week, which is, you know, it was awesome. You know, my radio, my radio promoter Neil Sapper with New World and uh, New World and Jazz is my uh, promote my music, and you know, it got picked up on the first week. So it's been um, Driven is was on watercolors all the way back in March, and. Um, that I play it all the time, and I got people from back home in Detroit hearing it all the time, and of course it's nationwide, you know, worldwide, whatever. Everyone that has XM Radio can hear it, and um, of course it, it was picked up by, you know, a bunch of other stations as well, and so yeah, it's it's definitely the, the song was definitely um, a success, and you know, again, I didn't I didn't make number one on the billboards or top ten yet, but it was my first time cracking a billboard, so anybody knows that's uh that's something that you know you got to crawl before you walk so i i have high hopes for going forward i feel like i have some some other ones that definitely will do well yeah i agree with you on that point exactly uh let me welcome ollie J to the chat room hey ollie so since you mentioned driven and this was the first single released off of the ep fearless i am going to play that um i'm talking to saxophonist cool. jay white New CD is called Fearless, and it is available now. It was released yesterday, actually. So it's available now for purchase. Oh, if you want it, grab it. This is Driven.
worldinjazz.com said about Driven, with an infectious melody and hook, Driven gives the contemporary jazz listener a perfect mix of soul, melody, and passion behind the saxophone. That's a nice track. Really nice track. Appreciate it. Yeah, I love that yeah. one. So, um, uh, Joshin has a question. He wants to know, is it really years ago since his, your first album? He said he still remembers that unique and catchy title. So the last time I interviewed Jay was uh, about his Grit and Glamour CD, and you said that was 2015? Yeah, that was 2015. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was three years ago. So how long have you been playing? How long have I been playing? Yes, oh, how long? Well, how how old were you when you picked up the saxophone? I was ten years old. Yeah, started mm-hmm. in fifth grade, like uh, a lot of people, I guess, the fifth grade band and elementary and stuff like that. So, uh, definitely, yeah, I've been playing for well, I guess obviously over twenty years. <laughs> I'm out of my twenties now, so you know. So, but I, I don't count the entire time. Obviously, you know, when I got fifteen, I always say when I got fifteen, and I got in a jazz band reluctantly, um, rehearsed before school. And um, but once I got in there and and just man, I took the first first couple of solos and and just saw what it felt felt what it felt like to play jazz. It was kind of like I was sold from there. So I, up to tenth grade on up, you know, I got serious about it and I ended up going to college and studying music and a music scholarship and gigging around town when I was in school with different bands. And when I graduated, I, I you know even when I was working a regular job, I you know I'm still doing music and all that kind of stuff. So I've been I've been attached to music my entire my entire life basically. Mm-hmm. So Joshin is saying that it's been seven years. He was asking if it's really been seven years since your first album. Um, ye, well, to be honest with you, my very very first album was Melodies from My Heart. I'm not sure if you even know about that one. That was from back in 2007. And so that was when I was kind of like just getting that was just getting started. So not many people heard that album. Um, again, I was like really really fresh on the scene. Didn't know much about the the industry as far as you know the type of promotions you need to have. And I'm not honestly I'm not sure too many people heard Millions from My Heart. <laughs> but being, mm-hmm. if I'm being frank, that was my first album. Um, but but the real one after that was new, a new jazz swagger. That's that was released in yeah. 2012, I believe. And so that was the one where um, obviously at that point I had learned a lot more about you know outside of this the playing part of it is the business the business aspect of it so a lot more people heard a new jazz swagger um actually opened up a lot of doors for me and um so yeah i i, I consider that one my first real album i mean the production was getting to the point where it needed to be and stuff like that so so yeah that was back in 2012 so it's been a minute it's talking about seven years really yeah yeah and have you ever thought about re redoing and re-releasing uh melodies from the heart uh, maybe, maybe not. I mean, there's there's some tunes in there. I did I did a couple of remakes on that. I did like Killer Joe, which is a a jazz a jazz tune. I did my version of that. I had Mr. Magic on there. I had uh, I actually had a couple of cover tunes on that. It was more cover tunes I think than it was original tunes. So you okay. know, some of those those tunes I still play. You know, live shows I throw some of that stuff in there. Um, but I, I just kind of look at it like you know I. I look at it like a progression, like I progressed past that, and like I, I've always wanted to get better and better at, at my horn and at, at, at my shows, and so like I'm kind of like leaving that in the past. Okay, so that kind of leads into my next question. As you grew musically and playing the saxophone, what was your approach in developing your own style or, or your own sound? It's a very, that's a very good question. A lot of people don't ask that question. <laughs> 
thank you. Definitely, yeah, definitely. I think number one, I think you do have to have, you have to be, you know, a God-given talent, a born with whatever is inside. Everybody has something different, you know what I mean? Whether it's a sound yeah. or whether it's whatever talent you have, you have to be born with. You know, I feel like me personally, some God places inside of you that number one allows you to have something unique. You just have to find what it is. So it's already there. I think, um, obviously. Once I, you know, study the fundamentals, uh, you know, growing up studying, you know, scales and everything that goes into, you know, knowing music, um, I started listening to, you know, people who who know how to do it. Like I started studying people like, you know, Charlie, Charlie Parker. Uh, I love, uh, you know, like uh, Dexter Gordon and some of those old uh, Cannonball Alley is one of my favorite sax players. And I started studying people that were more modern, like Kirk Whalum, and I love Kirk Whalum. I love Gerald Albright. Uh, I love uh, a lot of the new contemporary guys. And so, like, I think after listening to them and what God already placed inside of me, I just mm-hmm. kept playing. And when you start, the more you play, you start finding yourself in your, your own voice and how you play. You know what I mean? So um, I've been told several times that I have, you know, my own my own sound, and which is one of the biggest compliments you can you can ever get as, as yeah. an instrumentalist. And so now what I do, I focus on not deviant, uh, straying away from that. And, uh, you know, you might hear somebody else that sounds great. You're like, oh, man, I got to get that my piece. So I have to, I need to start playing that note like that. And it's like, no, I'm past that. You know, I'm like, I'm at this point in my age, my life now where it's like, I'm happy where I, where as far as how I sound, I want to be the best version of myself I can be on the horn. And that's like all I, that's all I want to be. That's all I desire is to be the best version of Jay White. Okay. All right. Now, so Josh, in, again, in the chat room, made a comment, Killer Joe sounds like my tune, and he has a smiley face on there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Killer Killer Joe is a classic. That's one of them Herbie Hancock tunes, right? Mm. So, now, when did jazz music first matter to you as a listener and then as an aspiring player, and what was the attraction of the music for you? Age 15. I remember like it was yesterday. Um I just, for some reason, I would lock myself in my room. My parents would tell you, like, and it was funny because, you know, I'm 15 and I'm, like, really, really into this old school jazz stuff, like the uh, like the Desta Gordons, and I would have these Charlie Parker records. I had, I had the Charlie Parker Omni book, which I still have. There's still a lot of songs in there I can't play that well. I, mean, I get to practice on it. It's always, it's always something that I know I can pull out of that book that'll challenge me. But I, I just, for some reason, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's just... Those guys were geniuses, you know, Coltrane, you know, Parker and Cannonball, they were geniuses. And just the way they can express themselves on the horn, whether whether it's the blues, whether it's, you know, bebop or whatever, that kind of just drum is just something that I instantly took to. It just it just fascinated me. I was fascinated by how they could play, you know what I mean? Just how, how good they were, you know. I figured if I could have as good as that, I'd be on my way. <laughs> you know, then after, uh, after that, it was, honestly, it was Kirk Whalen was as far as the saxophone player that's you know still living and um just hearing how he uh he's able to emote so much emotion and soul from his playing um I, obviously that's a god-given talent he has i mean it's one of the things where he can play one note and it just it, you it, anybody can feel it so i think just that that kind of got me going you know at age 15 and um i got really really serious about it and i wanted to find i wanted to find what voice i had you know on right, the horn right. so those guys inspired me so before age 15, when you were playing, were you just playing, just trying to, do, you know, figure it all out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, I honestly didn't even want to get in the band. Like I said, I was, uh, 
<laughs> you bring the note home in my, I always in my bio, you know, I brought the note home. My mom was like, you know, you, you're getting in band. And I'm like, I don't just want to play video games. And I want to play basketball and play video games. I wasn't trying to practice a horn. You know, that's one thing that, that kind of separates, you know, um, the men from the boys per, in, in, in a sense when it comes to being, you know, playing an instrument or the women from the girls, you know, as far as that practice, you know, because like that, that that's when people decide if they really want to do it because it does take like anything. It does take work. It does take, you know, I took, I ended up taking private lessons eventually. Like I, you know, having to put the time in to like, you know, get as good as you can get. So, um, before age 15, I just wasn't, I wasn't as interested, you know, I was playing, um, and I was going to band class and I wasn't really practicing. I was just, I just had my horn and my, but my band teacher and, um, you know, he's, uh, he's still teaching, um, today, you know, he, and I think it was seventh grade. So I wasn't 15 yet. So it was seventh grade. And he, uh, he kept telling me like, I'm hearing you, uh, catch a lot of stuff by ear. You know, it's, a lot of the stuff is coming natural to you. You ought to take this serious. You ought to get, think about getting private lessons. And, um, you know, we would have a situation where, We'd have like the, uh, you know, first chair, second chair type situation, and um, and like I said, I do remember those days where I would I would be lazy about it. I, I would just start practicing the day before, but I would end up doing pretty good on it. So that's what you tell me, like yeah, you're not even focused, and I'm seeing you excel. So what what would you, what do you think will happen if you actually focused on this and, and really tried to do this? And and so once once you know once I locked in, it was just like I said about 15 or 16. It was one of the things where there was no looking back. Wow. Okay. I have a phone call. Miss Wanda, welcome. It has been a while. That's my girl. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Hi, hi, Miss <laughs> and hello, John. My goodness. That's my homegirl. What's up, Wanda? I'm good, John. I just, you know, I was not going to miss this, okay? <laughs> because. I finally met Wanda a few years ago, too. Yes. Yeah, I met John in person at NAM last year, the highlight of NAM for me. But I just, <laughs> want to say I just want to say congratulations, and you already know I am your number one fan. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I hadn't seen you in a while. You disappeared on me. I'm like, where's Wanda? She got she to gotta see about the new album, but you picked it up. And um, I appreciate yep. all the support, all the love you give. And um, yeah, it, was, it was a pleasure to meet you at NAM. A year after you after too. talking to you so much and, and and seeing you always like really 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 you know hyping us up so yeah yeah, yeah I'm happy to, I was right. happy to see your number pop up on the screen Wanda it's been a while since you called in so thank you well quite welcome you know I just I just, I was like no I'm not gonna miss this one I gotta talk to my friend <laughs> <laughs> for sure but, for sure you already know but what a phenomenal CD. I still listen to your previous one, New Jazz Swagger Reloaded. It's in my car, and I'm wow. going to be able to listen to this one on my phone. In my, I am an avid listener. Of course, you know I love sax, and you mm-hmm. are in my yep. top five saxophones. Now that's that's right. That's going to make me keep on keeping on right there. Somebody say top five. <laughs> Okay. That's right. You're you, <laughs> you are in my top five. You're you're you you're way up there, and I know a lot of saxophonists. And you are up there. You are. Another, I'm waiting for you to come to the DMV so I can see you <laughs> perform. You know what? How far how far are you from what's that place? The Tin Pan out there in Virginia that people are doing shows at? Is that far from you? That's like a couple of hours, but I would drive. Oh, okay. 
before I <laughs> you were nearby. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. See, I need about a, a million more of you. I'll be in good shape. <laughs> Of course. No, uh, and, and, yeah, and I'm don't working forget on, about I'm, are you. I'm sorry. And what was don't that? forget about Blues Alley in DC. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We're working on some things on the East Coast. Blues Alley is one of them. I'm pretty sure, uh, especially in 2020, the album just came out. So the, the last quarter of the year is now. So there's a couple of things going, but it's going to be a strong push uh, all through next year in um, that East Coast. And I've been in Philly a few times already uh, this past year. So. Uh, I'm going to work okay. that whole area. So, yeah, be on the lookout for sure. It's, it's about time I hit that area for sure again. Yes, it is. It is time, and and I'm going to tell the world, as I always do, about you. Everyone that I come in contact with, I let them know about you. I've been doing it for that's years. That's what's up. Wow. I've been doing it for years wow. because you, your sound is so unique and phenomenal to me. Man, that's just you're gonna make you gonna make me sanitary over here. <laughs> that's a yeah. That's a huge compliment. It really is. Well, I'm not, that's I'm not gonna hold you. I just I just wanted you to hear it from me that I love fearless because to me you are fearless. You took this head on and just decided. Mm-hmm. And I would always see you say on Facebook, "Let's work." Yeah. Let's work, yeah. <laughs> Let's work. Let's work. At, at the end and, of the day, you got to work. And you you did it. I've been waiting, and you finally released it. I'm like, yes, let's do this. Man, I appreciate it. Much love to you, Wanda. Thank you so much for those words. I need to hear that. And to you as well. Yes. Well, and thank you again. Right. Yes, and I will see you soon, Miss Terry, somewhere. And John, for you as well. You all okay. have a great okay. day. Thank you, Wanda. Right. Use Take you know. be blessed. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. So, uh, Jay, I wanted to ask you about your CD covers. There seems to be a running theme on the colors, red, black, and white. Mm-hmm. Um, is this like yeah. a branding situation, or are these your favorite colors? Um, you know what? I actually like those colors, but they, this, I think it's kind of inadvertently kind of seem like a branding situation, but uh, the grit and glamour, I kind of, you're right, it is, that, that is black, white, and red on grit and glamour as well. I forgot about that. Uh, it wasn't and, done intentionally, uh, actually. <laughs> yeah, so it's New Jazz Swagger. That's kind of red, black, and gray. Yeah, it is. But, yeah, it sure yeah. is, yeah. Wow. You know what? You just told me something. Maybe it's my subconscious talking to me on that end and telling yeah. me something that I didn't even realize. <laughs> but uh, but no, on this cover, Fearless, I, I kind of wanted to go back to my, my roots. You know, there's nothing wrong with putting on a putting on a suit or a blazer or something like that. And, um, you know, I kind of wanted to go with the, the Fearless look and um, just really embody what I was going for. Uh, it was just the whole theme of the situation. So, uh, but that's what I was going for. I wanted, to, I, wanted to, I wanted to get clean on them a little bit. And I have to give you props and shout out to the photographer for the picture that you posted recently of you holding your saxophone with your head back. That is one yeah. sexy. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Picture. Yeah, I appreciate it. That's Martin um, Martin Lowenthal out here in Arizona. He's a beast. So actually, I worked with him my last few photo shoots. He's my he's my go-to guy. Uh, he's uh, he captures some good stuff. And um, yeah, that was, that was a good shot. Um, just kind of like you know, just giving it up. You know what I mean? Like. It, it, it's, it's something it, that's, that's picture. The picture says a lot. Just looking at that, you know, the way yeah. you can you can almost feel, feel the emotion of the picture for sure. Yeah, excellent shot, excellent shot. All right, let's listen to Swarway. Tell me about this one. 
Uh, this is the one I did with Matt Godina. Um, it's just this is like a soiree. This is like a get together. You picture yourself in a in a lounge or a, a house with your friends. Y'all got some wine or whatever it is you want to sip on. Y'all having a good time, and this is this is what you would plus play on in the background soiree. All right.
All right, that is Soiree from Jay White's new release, Fearless. Ali in the chat room says, if he keeps making music like this, his fan base will grow and grow. And Joshin says, that's a nice track. It has a great flow, but it's still chillaxed. That's what's up. That's what I was going for. Yeah, there you Appreciate go. Then you, yes, you achieved that. Um, I'd like to read a review <laughs> from Rick Scott of Great Scott Productions. He said about Jay White, his sax play is a swirl of modern jazz with straight-ahead jazz references, emoting rich melodies and lush harmonic passes atop central R&B tracks. And that is actually from the press release that Rick did for Jay White. So that was really nice. Really nice. So now, I'm going to ask you some questions um, I'm going to name some of the artists you have shared the stage with. Smokey Norble, Dave Hollister, Warren Hill, Nick Coleone, Peter White, Huge Groove, Eric Darius, Eric Robeson, PJ Morton, and Najee. My question is, was there a specific experience with these artists or someone else that helped shape your playing, and what was the experience, and who was the artist? Okay. Uh, the first, I say, Smokey Norfolk is a, a gospel artist. He's uh, uh, really well known in the gospel industry, and he was part of the first time I played with an, another artist of his level that was in a kind of a big concert setting where there was a ton of people out there. So I kind of got my feet wet. And that was back in Arkansas many years ago. I, was, I think I was in college actually. Uh, so that was my first time playing on a on a big stage, and you know, where it's in front of a lot of people with a major artist. So I, I definitely think that helped help shape what I do because it, it put me into the arena of, you know, getting out there and not, you know, and delivering in front of the people. Um, I would say after that, definitely, um, I played with Nick Coleon on stage at the Las Vegas Jazz Festival. Um, that was back in like 2014, I believe, or something like that. And that was, uh, that was a, a great experience because that was the first time I believe, you know, I performed, you know, with the with the jazz artists that I had heard about before, you know, you know, before I even got the opportunity to be on that same level, to get up there and be able to play and, and jam with somebody, it was kind of like a validating moment for me, and um, it helped. You know, it, it was a it was some training ground. You know, I mean, it definitely helped shape what I was doing going forward, and just kind of again give me the opportunity to to get on a, on a big stage, you know, and 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 showing what I got basically. So, you know, yeah. I, I would say those two. Yeah. Okay. And I actually All opened right. for Najee, so the not the Najee one was great because um, I opened for him actually, so I got a chance to do a, pretty much do a set. And uh, in my dressing room was actually next to his dressing room, and I was in there warming up, and he was warming up, and he heard me, and um, you know, he came and talked to me. So I mean, I had a one-on-one conversation with him. We, we exchanged phone numbers, and he gave me a lot of insight. He actually was the one who introduced me to my radio guy, uh, Neil Sapper. He was the one who told me about him. So, you know, if it wasn't for Najee uh, back then, you know, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been a director to the right promoter uh, to get behind my music, and and I made the billboards for that. So everything kind of lines up with uh, with each other. So, do you think you get starstruck when you meet the more seasoned artists like Najee or Gerald Albright or, you know, Kirk Whalem? Do you get starstruck? <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I do. You know, I mean, I, I've met a lot of those guys on several, a few different occasions now. Um, but the first time, obviously, was like, oh, my God, it's just Kurt Wareham over there. Again, somebody that I've been listening to since I was 15. Of course, he didn't know I existed, but I could, I could like, hum every solo he's ever he's ever made or something he's ever did. And it's like, 
So you, you kind of have to be a weirdo. It's like, okay, how do I talk to him without seeming like I'm just being weird? But you know what? All those guys are super nice, though. It's the, it's the thing. I met Gerald Albright a few times, and just it's complete. Like, I, I've, I've emailed, talked to Gerald Albright on email and, you know, Instagram in person. Like, they always uh, respond to me, and in person is always, like, genuine conversation. So, you know, it's those guys are down to earth. I mean, they're, to me, some of the best players out there, but they're so down to earth and – so I don't really get starstruck now because I look at it like, you know, I'm, um, you know, taking the advice from them and I'm putting in the work and, um, you know, I'm trying to go right up there and do my thing too. So it's like, uh, but yeah, those guys are so, so down to earth. It doesn't even, you know, happen too much. Yeah. Okay. So now music is your gift. Is there another art form that you would like to pursue and become accomplished in? Another art form. Uh, that's that's probably it. I mean, I love sports. <laughs> it's a ship that sailed on sports as far as being playing sports, but I like to watch them, and I, I used to be serious about that as far as art form. Um, honestly, it's just, you know, it's, it, music is such a vast art form, though, because, of course, you have the performance side, uh, which is something that, that that's the, the forefront of what I do, but obviously producing and writing music and all that composing, this is, the, the you know, it's such a vast, uh, such a variety of things you can do. So, uh, of course, I would still, there's a lot more to be done. Uh, I feel like I have yeah. a lot more to bring to the table uh, when it comes to my music career. Like, I'm just now getting into, you know, like every song I do, I either write the whole thing or I co-write and co-reduce it. So, uh, but I'm, I can I can do that for other artists. You know what I mean? I can I can uh, I think I can dive into even lyrics. You know what I mean? I I got things that run through my mind all the time as far as you know the way I feel about something or what, you know I should be able to put that down into words. So there's there's just so many things I still haven't fleshed out of my system. I feel like even in the music field. Okay. All right. Let's listen to the last song, Valley of the Sun. Tell me about this one. Uh, Valley of the Sun is the first track on the record. I named it because, you know, I live in Arizona now. I had never, uh, and I, I, when I name my songs, I always make the songs first and I name them after the fact because I have to, to me, I have to see what I feel when I'm listening to it. You know, just like you watch a movie or TV, you know, there's a soundtrack to everything. You know, people don't realize that. So, you know, the, those that music behind that scene makes that scene what it is. So, you know, that's what I, that's kind of what I do. And um, when I was driving around, you know, Arizona, uh, Phoenix area where I live, and it's always usually a lot of sunshine, it's a beautiful scenery, and I'm like, this is Valley of the Sun, it's just obviously, that's one of the nicknames for Phoenix, is the Valley of the Sun, and so I kind of want to dedicate that to where I live, you know, I've been here like six years now, you know, born and raised in Detroit, lived in Arkansas for like 10 years, and now, you know, we're out, we're out west, and we love it out here, it's a great, it's a great state, um, and I just wanted to write a song, uh, name the song after um, where I'm living at now, so uh, again, Matt is uh, it's Eric Valentine and it's uh, Nathan Nathaniel Kearney on bass, myself on sax, and it's uh, Valley of the Sun.
That was the Valley of the Sun from saxophonist Jay White's new release, Fearless. It's available now, so definitely check that out. Um, Ali has a question. He wants to know, how do you set yourself apart in such a crowded field? Uh, you know what? It's, it's really, like, impossible to even really just think about it too much. Um, it's just a ton of sax. He's, right, he's completely right. There's a ton of sax players out there. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people do what I do, but uh, it goes back to when you talk about having your own sound. Um, you just heard one, the jazz lady, when she said that, I believe you said it as well. I just try to really focus on, uh, you know, sounding myself. You know what I mean? I mean, that might sound like a cliche statement, but, you know, certain certain things, you, you can't even really overthink it because if you do, then <laughs> you'll be like, why am I doing it? So just, I feel like if people can appreciate how what I sound like and the type of music I put out, and then there should always be a spot for me. You know, it's like 7 billion people on the planet. So I feel like if I can get like even 1% of that, that's a pretty good percentage of people that, that are like me, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. Joshin <laughs> yeah. says about the track Valley of the Sun, just awesome. So are you related to saxophonist you, Rob White? No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Okay. Somebody actually just posted my My cousin posted something that said something about family. I'm like, is he family that I don't know about? But no, not that I know of. I have an uncle named Robert White, but he's uh, he's a little older, and he played uh, trombone and stuff back in Detroit. But but now, as far as I know, I know Rob White, though. He plays sax, and I don't believe we're related. Okay. All right. So where are you playing next? Uh, next is going to be Vegas. Is out there where you're at. Um, it's all in November, November 2nd. But um, there's a couple of things I'm working on in the Arizona area as far as the CD, a CD release concert um, that are in the works now. Obviously, like I said, the end of the year, it'll be the holidays before you know it, it'll be the Christmas season. Um, but yeah. the next place you can actually see me playing a lot of this stuff uh, will be out there in the Vegas area um, at the Vino de Lago uh, spot. Uh, and yes. then look out for me going into 2020. There's a there's a big marketing campaign coming out uh, with smoothjazz.com in October. Uh, there's some exciting things that we're uh, and between them and some of our other contracts that, we work, that we're working on to close. Uh, going on through the next year. So I'm expecting some big things, you know. I'm, I'm pleased with the project. Um, I like the project. It seems like you guys you guys like it, right? Uh, so, you yes. know, that's my, my goal is to be playing it live uh, for everybody, you know, all over the place next year. Okay, and for the Vegas listeners, um, John White will be performing here Saturday, November 2nd at Vino Del Lago, and that is at Lake Las Vegas. It's a really nice, jazz and wine bar i think you're going to like it a lot um very intimate and um right. uh, nice little spot so i think you're going to enjoy that jay and i look forward to meeting you finally right yeah, it's going to be a full band i just talked to some of the guys yesterday and they're excited i'm sending the music soon so it's going to be uh, it's going to be a show you know we're going to turn that place out <laughs> so yes, you know definitely. i have to bring my bring my child and uh we're going we're going to get it popping up there i'm looking forward to it all right I'm looking forward to it as well, definitely. All right, let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Uh, check me out on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com uh, backslash Jay White Live. That's my uh, my music fan page. Um, I have a personal page, too. I think it's maxed out now, but if I, sometimes it goes back and forth for whatever reason. But that's under John White, J-O-N, um, W-H-I-T-E. Um, look me up on um, Instagram. It's at Team Jay White. Once again, that's at Team Jay White on Instagram. Then um, on Twitter, it's at Jay White Live. Um, then, of course, you can always visit my website, which probably can direct you to other things. It's uh, www.jaywhitelive.com. Um, that's my website, and um, there's a bunch of stuff on there as well. Um, so, yeah, that's I think that covers it. 
All right, and the CD Fearless is available now. You'll find that on um, Amazon, so definitely check uh, yeah. that out. Yeah. Amazon, Amazon, iTunes, Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, uh, CD Baby. So anywhere you can digitally download music, whatever, it's it's there. Uh, so a lot of people have been sending me screenshots. And, um, yeah, go get that album, the EP Fearless. That's That's the main thing I want everybody to do. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, you know what? I'm going to play the show with that since that is the um, single out there that is playing now. So I want everyone to look for this um, on your radio dial, especially if you have uh, watercolors. Definitely look for it on watercolors. And um, if you still have a jazz station in your town, <laughs> which I doubt. Yeah, seriously. I know, right? Right, Even if it's right. college jazz, just call them up and ask them to play Jay White's music um, for sure. Introduce them to his music and ask him to play it for sure. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you again. Thank you. Yes, definitely a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to be on the show. Um, so hopefully it won't be another four years before I do something else. <laughs> I don't think it will. I think we we roll it now. We we off. We we ready to go. So it's a lot going. So we'll All right. Definitely sounds, in touch. sounds good. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, you have a great day. All right, you too. You guys take care. All right. All right, bye. All right, that's saxophonist Jay White. Again, his new release is called Fearless. You'll find it everywhere. And check out his website, jaywhitelive.com. Joshin and Ali, thank you guys once again for hanging out. Appreciate and love you both. I appreciate it. My name is Terry, a.k.a. The Jazz Queen. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz, and I look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. This is Driven. Have a great day.
Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Follow the Jazz Queen on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen on Facebook and Instagram at Talking Smooth Jazz. And visit the website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com.